What's up, everybody? I'm Craig, and this is Trucking.fm Podcast, powered by freight brokers and truck drivers Facebook group. Now, before we get started, I want to start by saying some of my podcasts actually started out as a Facebook Live video. So at times, you may hear me say things like, drop your comments below if you're watching, or every once in a while, notice the audio slightly cuts off due to the video to audio conversion. Nonetheless, the information is still just as valuable. I only wanted to give you a quick heads up to avoid any possible confusions with my listeners. Now, enough with all that, let's get started. What is up, everybody? It is Craig. It's Monday, and today I'm excited because today we're going to be talking about factoring companies, the good, the bad, and the shady. And now I've been wanting to do this video for a few weeks now, just haven't found the time to do it. And after reviewing all the messages in my inbox on both my page and my personal profile about factoring companies, I thought it was a great time to talk about factoring. And now, Of course, I don't know everything, and of course, I don't know much about factoring. However, I do have a solid resource in the industry that I trust, that I go to for advice, for tips and tricks about factoring companies, and that is Jessica Jessica Flores from the factoring company Sumar. And now, I just want to put a quick disclaimer. This video is not about Sumar or any factoring company in general. This video is strictly to be a resource for you, for drivers, for even brokers in the industry to figure out who's good, who's bad, who can improve, and who you should just stay away from. And so today, I'm going to bring on Jessica, where she's going to talk her stuff about the factoring. We're going to answer questions from the group. And at the end, hopefully, you will have a better idea of how factoring companies work, what to look for your in contract, within your contract to protect yourself, but most of all, protect your money, because that's what it's all about. So let's go ahead and pop up Jessica here. She's going to be starting in just a few seconds where I'm going to have her introduce herself. Jessica, we've been talking about this for almost a month now, so I'm glad we're finally here on the Facebook Live talking about factoring companies. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Craig. Uh, Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, So yeah, my name is Jessica uh, Flores, and I have been doing factoring now for 13 years. I uh, am with Sumar Financial. We are located in Miami, Florida. And uh, yeah, I've been a part of Craig's group for quite some time now. And I think uh, between he and I, we've both found that a lot of you come in these groups and you have a lot of questions about how to choose a factoring company, who you should work with, what are the important things to look at. You guys ask for recommendations And so I think Craig and I have seen the importance in um, giving you guys a lot of information. Uh, Like he said, you know, we're not really here to promote anybody. We're mainly just here to inform you guys and try to give you the best tips on how to make the best decision for your business um, and how to uh, save money and be as profitable as possible. Exactly. And, you know, before I went on here, I was going through all the posts and comments. And I feel a lot of drivers, you know, you know, so there's some brokers in there too, but mainly drivers, they're all asking about the same things. How can I protect myself? What should I look for in the contract? Who has the best rates for my situation? Because you and I have talked about, you know, plenty of times about hours of conversations about 
just because a rate says one thing does not mean that's going to be a rate at the time of you getting paid. Let's talk about that a little bit. That's right. So I think uh, a couple of the important things that I would say are to start, one of the more important things is whenever you're speaking to a factoring representative, it's very important when they tell you a rate to ask them how long that rate lasts for. So, you know, it's very normal when I speak to truck drivers that are shopping around for them to say, oh, you know, I want to work with so-and-so because they're only charging me 2% or 2.5%. And so I typically will ask, oh, and how long is that rate for? How long does that rate last? And typically people say, well, it lasts forever. It doesn't matter how long they take to pay me. And I think what happens is once they start uh, deducting the money after the brokers have paid, then they see that the fees are more. And then they realize that that 2.5% was maybe only for 30 days. I was actually just talking to a coworker earlier today, and he was telling me how uh, he was, you know, last week there was a factoring conference in Texas, and a lot of us got together and stuff. And he was saying that there was one company there that said they charge 1.67% per 10 days. And so I think it's very normal that when we're on the phone with um, a representative or shopping around and we hear something like 1.67, it's very normal for somebody to only hear that specific rate. So I, it's it's not very common for, you know, a truck driver to say, oh, okay, but for how long? So I'd say one of my first recommendations is that when someone tells you the rate for you to ask up front, Well, how long is that rate for? Is it for 30 days? Is it for 40 days? Is it for 60 days? And that's really important because what happens uh, in a lot of factoring agreements is that the rate might be 2.5% for 30 days, but once the broker takes 31 days, now you're up to 3.5%. And if they take 40 days, now you're up to 4.5. And so it continues to go up. And so I would advise you that when someone tells you what the rate is, you always say, what is the term for that rate? Okay. In addition to to asking, I'd also always recommend to people, please ask for it in writing. So when they send over the paperwork, say, oh, okay, great. You said it was a 2.5% flat rate. So can you show me where it says that? Can you show me exactly where I can point that out to me, please? Because again, it is also normal for people to tell you one thing over the phone and it's not necessarily lying, just they're not disclosing for how long. So you'll say, what's the rate? And I'll say 2.5%. And because you failed to ask for how long it, it lasts, they also failed to tell you. Right, right. And that's kind of, I think a lot of our conversations come from that. It's carriers are hearing one thing from the uh, account representative at that particular factor, and they're noticing a, a, a different thing, you know, within their contract or they're coming upon different situation or scenarios where what they were told or what they were promised is not exactly how it's working. And, you know, I'm looking at some contracts here on my screen. I'm noticing yeah. has an opportunity for a two percent let's say uh factoring rate however that comes with the stipulation where he must use their fuel card uh feature to a certain amount to even be eligible for that and if they don't that's right that's right what the rate goes almost Uh, double from that yeah that's right yeah what was that do you see that a lot where there's stipulations within the rate for you to actually receive the uh the rate 
Sure, sure. I mean, listen, I'll tell you, a lot of factoring companies, we work very differently, you know, and so, you know, one thing I tell people is, you know, um, how they say what one size doesn't fit all, right? right? And so that's why it's important to ask a lot of questions and make sure that you're getting exactly what your specific business needs. And so what you're saying, Craig, is is so true. Um, there are contracts like the one that you're talking about, where they'll give you a certain rate, and uh, they'll also offer you a fuel card program. And they might also make a percentage of the rebates that they're giving their, you know, their customers. And so that's another way that they might make profit. And so if you don't use a certain amount of gallons, then your rate goes up. Or, you know, let's say that you're a truck driver who needs fuel advances um, and maybe you're getting a 2% factoring rate but for a fuel advance, they're going to charge you another 2 or 3%. And so that's kind of how they make additional money. And so kind of uh, going into what you were saying earlier is that there are a lot of factoring programs uh, that do offer really low rates. But just keep in mind that the low rate is just the rate, but then there's also depositing fees. There's fuel advance fees. I've seen uh, companies charge, like I think um, you and I were looking over a contract where if the carrier didn't factor at least $15,000 a month, they charged another $250 per month. So that means there is a minimum, meaning that let's say this month you only factored $5,000 at a rate of you know, 3%. Well, now you tack on another $250 and that makes the rate go up, right? So at the end of the day, you're really paying more. So those are all the types of things that you are going to find in the contract. So another thing that I thought was really important to go over was the difference between the contract that you're signing and the terms and conditions of that contract. You know, it's very normal when we um, sign up for a credit card or something, I don't know, like direct TV or a service nowadays on the computer. Do you guys ever notice when you fill out the application, there's always a little box and it says, check this box. These are the terms and conditions. If you click it, it pops up and almost none of us read that, right? (laughs) None of us will read that. And I'll tell you though, with factoring, you have to read it. You have to, okay? And the reason that that's important and, and what I tell anybody is, This is your business. This is your livelihood. You know, this is what feeds your family. This is your success. And so really, I would definitely advise you to read the terms and conditions of the contract. I can tell you a lot of it is legal jargon, but at the very least, please read the term, meaning how long is the contract, uh, the termination, uh, the termination clause, meaning, you know, what is the process for canceling with you? If I break the contract, what are you going to charge me? How long do I have to work with you? Um, and then read their non-recourse clause. For me, those are the most important things for you to read in the terms and conditions. If you don't read anything else, please take the time to read that. So then you'll know how long you need to work with them. If you choose you don't like them, can you leave? What is the process for leaving? We'll get into that later. But really the terms and conditions, what I wanted to point out is because, you know, I I saw recently about two or three weeks ago, you know, someone went on, I think in your group and they said something like, you know, I gave notification to this factoring company to cancel and they're not letting me cancel. And I think they posted the letter saying, hey, you didn't give proper notification and you're going to need to stay another year. And I think the guy was really upset about it. And um, I think in that specific case, he was required to give a 90 day notice. And so unfortunately, I think he gave him like 80 day notice. So he missed it by 10 days. And so they didn't honor it because he wasn't within what the terms and conditions said. So just know that 
there's a difference between the two. So typically the contract is what says the rate. Um, it'll say, you know, uh, how long maybe the rate lasts. It might tell you what the other types of fees are, like bank depositing fees or fuel advance fees. Um, it'll also ask for your banking information. So that's the contract, and that might be anywhere from two to six pages, eight pages maybe. And the terms and conditions are anywhere from, I'd say, probably typically an average of 10 pages long. There are factoring companies that nowadays nowadays will post them uh, like on their website. So there's links to some, certain factoring companies. You click a link and it's pretty much public. Like any of us can look at it. And again, you'll want to read those and know that those are two different things because most people just read the contract, completely ignore the terms. And that's really where you'll find, you know, how long you're working with them and all those other things that we just talked about. But they're different and you should be looking at both. Right. And that's one thing that I was um, most shocked about. It makes sense as you think, don't get me wrong. But the one thing that we talked about a couple of weeks ago that I was most shocked with is the terms and conditions supersedes a contract. In other words, so if you have a contract, everything looks great on your one page contract. However, a lot of these hidden fees, if you will, or variable rate increases are spelled out in the terms and conditions, which, as you mentioned, I've never read one, to be honest. I'm guilty of that. And I probably yeah. 50 drivers who have never read terms and conditions, too. And look, sure. don't blame them. When you click on you know, the blue link that says read the terms and conditions here, yeah. this much of it is you know, irrelevant almost to your situation. So you think, you know what? Nothing is hidden inside of here. But as it turns out, you know, with these numerous example contracts on my screen that I'm looking at, a whole bunch of highlighted everywhere. There's a ton of hidden information within these contracts. And now I would almost say a lot of hidden valuable information in these contracts, but it's only valuable to the factoring companies because they know that you're not reading it. Therefore, they collect more money from you because you're not reading it. And one thing I wanted to um, point out on my screen here, that's why I keep looking over here. I have some notes. And one sure, thing- I do too, Yeah. <laughs> And one of the lines reads, in the event a carrier goes 12 consecutive weeks without submitting receivables to this factor, this factor reserves the rights to charge a fee of average factoring fees over a three-month period or entire reserve account held, whichever is greater. And now, do you see this? Is this in all factoring contracts or is this just some companies choosers? It's just some. So. So no, totally. I mean, on, I'll tell you one thing, you know, I, I'm in the groups a lot. I offer a lot of advice. People are often in, in the, in your group, you know, asking for advice about factoring or a lot of things are asking questions. And so I try to inform uh, people and, you know, one of the unfortunate things and kind of why I'm really happy to do this live with you today, uh, especially because you have such a big audience is that um, is, is really that, you know, Factoring is not a necessity for everybody. It really isn't. And I think, you know, one thing that I tell people is, look, if you don't need it, good for you. You know, I call people all the time that are like, oh, no, I'm doing great. And I have direct customers and they pay me every week. And I'm like, man, you're in a perfect spot. You're in the spot everybody wants to be in. Yeah, good for yeah. you, you know, and and I even have clients that start out with factoring. And then, you know, six months later, or a year later, they're like, oh, you know, I don't need it anymore. That's great. That's exactly what I want for you. You know, like you should keep all of your money. You work hard for it. I completely agree with that, you know, but I think that there are some factoring companies that nickel and dime people. There are some factoring companies like kind of what you just read that try to make up money elsewhere, you know? Um, 
I don't want to say that those factoring companies are dishonest. I really don't. What I want to say is that everybody works to the way that works best for them. But that's why you truck drivers and company owners, it's so important for you to read what you're getting into. That's really what I say to everybody. The best thing, like Craig, he's reading you to you one of the clauses and one of the contracts that we've looked over together. And yeah, that doesn't sound ideal because I mean, think about it. What that contract is saying is that if you don't factor what you've agreed to factor, they'll, they're still going to charge you money. And the thing is, what if you've gone on vacation? What if you've had an accident? What if your truck is down? Like I'm working with a guy right now that's trying to get out of a contract with a factoring company. And he actually had a big accident and he hurt his back and he was running three trucks um, and he he's an owner and an operator. Right. Um, but since then, you know, he's had a really hard time managing his business. So, you know, he has only one driver on the road now and um, he's just having a really hard time getting back going. So can you imagine if he was under that contract? He's already struggling. He's right. not on the road, meaning he's not profitable. He's not running his business. And then to have to pay out to that factoring company, it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't right. seem right. But again, that's why it's important for everybody to be reading what they're getting into, you know, yeah. to make sure that it works for you. But and that's right. Yeah. But I would say as far as that specific clause, that really is just a factoring company that has a minimum requirement. And I think there's another one that you and I looked at, like I said, that if you don't factor at least $15,000 a month, you're still going to be charged $250 a month. Okay. So, you know, there are a lot of other factoring companies though, as well. There's a lot of us who do not require minimums. My company doesn't require minimums. I can tell you there's a lot that I know of. I have a lot of friends at lots of factoring companies and Mm -hmm. I can tell you there's a lot of really good ones. And a lot of us, you know, want to work in a way that at the end of the day works best for you. And so I completely understand, you know, if you're working with a uh, broker who might offer you quick pay and not charge you any fee, well, great. What are you going to send it to me for? You know, don't waste money. You don't have to. So, so I would say that's not common, but every factoring company has just little different clauses that might be a little bit more advantageous to them than the carrier. Sure. And that's a couple of things, you know, in an industry with already tight margins, especially, you know, cheap freight, drivers are receiving other, every single dollar count, every right. 1% counts, even sure. on a micro level, every 0.5 counts to the drivers. Of course. And that's why you have to keep reading your contracts to know what you're getting into, what you're going to be paying. And one reason why I like uh, coming to you and everybody probably sees um, in the groups as well, when people have questions about factoring, a lot of times I tag you because one thing I like about you and your position in the industry, I think after we known each other for months, I finally asked Mike, wait, you're a factor? Because I had yeah. no idea you worked in factoring because you're so neutral uh, with all companies in the space. You know, you don't yeah. talk crap about any of them. Uh, you praise the ones that do deserve to be praising. There's been times I came to you and be like, hey, here's a, here's a lead here. And you say, you know, this factor may be better or they have a little bit, you know, more features for that particular company and go ahead and go there. And that's why, you know, I'm very confident in the advice that you give within the group and especially the advice that you help me out with on my side with my companies, because, you know, what you say is coming from a neutral space and not to try to sell somebody um, a service. And now I do see, uh, see Steve Oatley's comment. He's a, your favorite freight broker page on Facebook. Yep. He just asked, uh, what company does Jessica work with? I said in the beginning, but she does work for Sumar uh, Factoring Company, not too far from uh, Steve's home base there in Florida. I think you're in Miami, Steve's in Port, 
Port St. Lucie or something. Oh, good. Yeah, he's up north. Yeah, I work with Sumar Financial out of Miami, Florida. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, he was asking there. So, yeah, about these contracts. Now, the biggest question I get from drivers, and, you know, of course, everybody gets a lot, especially in these groups where they're a good resource center for people entering the industry or still learning the industry is, where can drivers without experience or new drivers, new owner operators, new fleet owners, uh, what advice do you give them for when they're choosing a factoring company, being a new company? Because I know we talked about, you know, being a new company, uh, they're often targeted by other factoring companies, but they may not be the right factoring company for that trucking company. But a lot of times they're persuaded into their services because they're new and they think that's their only option. What advice do you have for the new uh, owner-operators, small fleet owners looking for a factor? Um, well, to start, I I would ask or I would recommend uh, for you to know how involved you want to be in the actual accounting, billing, and collecting part of your business. Um, you know, I, I respect uh, Kenny Long and Elizabeth Long a lot, and I know somebody one time asked a question uh, specifically about, I think they, they were upset that their factoring company, you know, wasn't collecting or they were getting charged back some money. And I think Elizabeth mentioned something like, well, hey, it should kind of be a team effort. This is your business. You shouldn't just solely leave it to the factoring company to collect collect everything, you should be checking in on your receivables. I agree with that, you know, and I I know Kenny and Elizabeth manage their businesses really well and they really know what they're doing. But I would tell you, though, that there are companies that are full service. There are companies that will do a really effective job. Like I, I consider my company one of the best at collecting. And I only say that because of the fact that I have so many friends in the industry. And when I tell them how quickly we're able to collect, they're always like, wow, how do you guys collect so fast? You know? Yeah. So, so the truth though, is that there are some factoring companies that will charge like a really low rate. And so I'll tell people, listen, if all you care about is a really low rate and you're willing to pick up the phone and confirm with the broker that your invoice was received. And then also kind of be involved in the collecting aspect of the job because maybe you have time on your hands or maybe, you know, your wife is helping you and doing some administrative work or you have an office person, then, okay, cool. Just, you know, if the low rate is what's the most important thing for you, then go for it, you know? But if you are an owner operator, like what you're talking about, that maybe used to be a company driver. They don't know very much about, you know, being on their own, Uh, you know, like these groups. That's one of the good things about these groups. I can tell you since I've joined them, I've learned so much more about the trucking industry specifically. Um, That's been very helpful to me. And I see people every day asking so many questions like, how do I file on a bond? Like there's so many things that a lot of people just don't know. And those things come with experience, right? And so I'd say that if maybe you lack a little bit you know, in experience or knowledge uh, or collecting, like how to pursue a broker that double brokered a load or how to file on a bond or, you know, you just want to drive and maybe you have a big family and you don't want to be dealing with any type of administrative work or billing, then yeah, you should be willing to pay a little bit more just knowing that your factoring company is going to take care of everything. So I would say first, determine how involved you want to be in the factoring or or the billing and collecting aspect of your business. Some people, like Elizabeth, wants to be very involved. And other people are like, no, I'm going to sell you my invoice and I don't ever want to hear anything about it again. You know, so really first determine that for yourself. And then I'd say the next thing is to also determine, you know, um, do you mind a contract or not? You know, because some people will say, look, I'm willing to pay a higher fee if I can leave whenever I want. Mm 
Sure. And then other people say, look, I could care less if you give me a one year contract. I just want a really low rate. You know, right. so that's another thing that I recommend that you determine for yourself. You know, one thing that I'll tell people is I might if it were me, I might say, look, to start, I'd rather take the higher rate, try you out. And if everything works out and I'm happy with you, think you're doing a good job after a month or however long it takes me to feel comfortable. Is it OK for us to then turn to a one year contract and get the lower rate? Because to me, that sounds like a better deal. But I'd yeah. say and I typically tell people, look especially when you're just starting out for your business, like kind of like Craig said, I also give everybody the same advice because I work with a lot of new trucking companies. Every dollar counts. Every dollar. You know, when you start working with brokers, you ask for a lumper, they give you, let's say $150 lumper. I, this weekend, one of my clients got, I think a lumper for $215 and the broker charged her $35 for the, the comm check. You wow. know, I think that's a steep fee, you know? Yeah. That's a lot. I had a carrier one time get a fuel advance. I think it was on a $3,600 load. Um, and I think the fuel advance ended up char costing like $190. And I was like, I would have given it to you for 25 bucks. You know? And so, and so sometimes, you know, you're, you're pulling out of pocket and out of pocket and, and kind of like what you said is like, God, you got to be really careful with every single dollar, you know? Yeah. And so that's the next piece of advice I'd give you is that when you are choosing a factoring partner, don't just take into consideration the fee because, you know, like some of the contracts Craig and I've looked at, you know, it's a 2% fee factoring and then a 3% fee on top of it for a fuel advance. And then it's a $25 wire fee. And then if you want to get paid in an hour, they're going to charge you another 1%. And then if you want this, it's another fee on top of that. So like I was looking at one with Craig yesterday, where by the end of all the fees, like, you know, they, the people were like, oh, no, I want to go with them because it's 2.7. But at the very end, after we added on all the additional fees, the rate really ended up being 6.7. Right, right. And so that's another thing I would tell you that when you're looking over these factoring contracts, please don't just take into consideration the rate, look at all of the fees, add them up, and then you'll determine what's your real percentage rate. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you said that because, you know, especially about almost like a try before you buy. Yeah, it, sure. You know, totally. Going through a lot of these contracts, you know, all the factoring say, you know, we can drop you at the, you know, drop of a dime for no reason, but you can't drop us, you know, for whatever. So personally, sure. You know, if I was looking for a factor, if I was a carrier, to be honest, I would probably pay the higher percentage, try before you buy. And then if I feel like, you know, the factoring is working real well for me, the company is providing the feature services that make my life on the road a little bit easier, I will look into signing one year contract. But the number one frustrated statements I see online is I've been factoring with so and so for two months. I absolutely am dissatisfied with the service. I'm stuck in it. How can I get out of it? And unfortunately, for a lot of these people, they have to wait another 11, 12 months to get out of their uh, contract there. And one thing that uh, we talked about too is a lot of these contracts say, oh yeah, uh, th give us a, a notice within three to four months that you want to get out of your contract, not before three months, not after four months, whatever. Yeah. And we can get you out of that. But we need a 60-day notice um, from the 30-day notice of when you can actually get out of it. And so it increases. You know, it, the contract says 90 days. Yeah. But if you have to give a notice 50 days before the 90 days, 
it's already confusing me. It's probably confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sh- yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 There is, there is one contract out there where um, they, they tell their truck drivers that they have a, a 90 day trial period and that if you're satisfied in the 90 days, it'll then roll over to one year. Now I think that sounds like a really good deal. I think three months is a, is a pretty good amount of time for you to gauge it, but, but hearing that, if it were me, I would understand that I have three months. And if within that three months, I don't like it, I can leave any time before it rolls over to a one year. But that is not the case. With that specific contract, they tell you it's a 90-day trial. But it stipulates there that you need to let them know that you don't want to stay after the 90 days within the first 30 days. <laughs> so you really only have 30 days to try them out. And so right. if within those first 30 days, you don't say, I don't like this, I don't want to proceed. Now you have to stay for the remaining 90 days and it already rolled into a one year. So you're really signing for a 14 month contract, you wow. know, but that's yep. kind of not totally how it's presented. I'll tell you, it. they do say, you know, it's three months, rolls over to a one year. But when you get the actual agreement in writing, there's like a little asterisk and it says notification must be given within the first 30 days. So again, it always all goes back. Please read what you're signing before you sign it. Right. And and that gets crazy because it's initially you see the contract like, wow, I'm going to sleep on this mattress, in other words, for 90 days. And if I don't like it, I'm giving it back. Yeah. But then it turns out and says, well, the first 20 nights, 29 days, you're going to sleep on this mattress. If you don't like it, tell us on the 30th day and on the 90th day, you can return it. It's That's right. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. There's, there's a little, yeah, there's kind of like, you know, funny things like that, like I was telling you. And so, um, and, and so, so that kind of thing, I think that, you know, it would serve them well to tell, you know, their customers up front. I'm not going to say that they don't always do that. I just know, you know, um, that it's very normal to say 90 days and then one year, but then just see the stipulation, you know? And then I think another unfortunate thing that I've heard happen where, you know, that people have expressed to me is, is that they'll say, Oh, and then, you know, when I called and I said that, you know, I wasn't told that they'll say, well, you should have read your contract. And so kind yeah. of people always go back to that. You should have read your contract, should have read your contract. Yeah. And so if I'm going to keep repeating it because <laughs> I want you to read your contract. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as you say, keep reading your contract. There's one guy who messaged me, you know, he's like, hey, buddy, can you help me? You know, this factory company is doing this, this, this to me is not in my contract. Please help. And I think I told him, like, oh, send over the contract. I'm like, buddy. It says it right here in the small print. I'm like, I feel for you. I can't yeah. even get out of my 2020 vision, let alone you. And, you know, I feel for these people because they, sure. you know, they get trapped in. And we all know factoring companies do not have return policies like Walmart or Amazon. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You fulfill that contract for every dime out of you. But, you know, lately, I wonder if you notice this. The last few months, I've been seeing an increased amount of posts about factoring companies, but not in positive light, more of a negative light. There's a, a couple companies, you know, I'm not going to mention them, but there's uh, two or three companies that is uh, consistently, one in particular, but consistently negative reviews with it. Is there anything that changed on the factoring side that's causing this? Do you think it's just factoring becoming more popular? So there's a higher volume of people factoring. So therefore, you get a higher volume of negative uh, reviews or what is it? Do you think it's just companies just acting shady? (laughs) You know, I would tell you there, you know, there are 
I'd say hundreds or thousands of us. There's yeah. So yeah. it's definitely a necessity. You know, I, I'll tell you, sometimes I think it's a bummer when I see the posts where people are like, oh, those guys are thieves and yeah. you know, those yeah. guys are crooks and those guys just steal and don't let them take your money. And so I'll tell you, you know, like any service, um, we're only as valuable to what we're bringing to the marketplace, right? And the need, yeah. right? So if there's a need for it, then, you know, people are, are going to pay for it. Right. Um, and, and so I would tell you though, yeah, right now there's a lot of factoring companies just popping up a lot. Right. And, you know, like I said, I, I've been doing this now, you know, 13 years. And so um, I, I know a lot of my competitors, I'm friends with a lot of them. You know, I can tell you that the majority are good. Yeah. Uh, like you said earlier, um, when people ask for recommendations, people say, oh, I'm really happy with them. And, you know, they take all the risk that uh, I get paid really fast. So I know there's a lot of people who really benefit from the service. And I'm really happy to hear that, you know. Um, but I can tell you that, yeah. you know, uh, sometimes the complaints that I see online, like you said, are, are a lot of times the same companies over and over, you know? And so yeah. um, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, it's the majority of us um, or that there's a high percentage, but I can tell you that it might get a little bit, um, I think it sometimes too, it might get a little bit confusing um, or there might be com miscommunications going on um, because, when a, a new carrier applies for their authority, you know, I mean, I'm sure you, Craig, use carrier form. Right, everybody right. uses it, right? And so on a daily basis, we get alerted to every new carrier that is applied. And so honestly, we're all calling. We're all calling <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. same time, you know? And so I think that it's very normal that for a truck driver, like sometimes when I call, they're like, do you know that 20 other people have called me already? You know? Yeah, yeah, and, and some people are like very willing to talk and other people are like, stop calling me, you know? So it just depends on the person. But excuse me, one thing that I do think happens is that because they talk to so many of us within one week, because we're like all just pounding the phone, right? Um, I think they might, there might be a little bit of, uh, I'd say confusion as to who told me what, and you said this, and they said that, you know, because you're talking to so many people, because it's even happened to me, you know, well, I'll explain a program, someone will sign up, and then they'll call me back, and they'll be like, hey, but you said this, and I'll be like, no, actually, I didn't, remember the conversation went like this, and it went like that, and you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty friendly with people, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm very, I'm a straight shooter, I'm super upfront. I tell yeah. everybody how it is, and so, so after I kind of remind them of our conversation, they're like, oh, you're right. That is what happened, you know? Yeah. So so I do think sometimes it might happen that they've talked to five factoring companies in a week and they might mix up some of the information between the five of us. I, I think that might happen. Yeah. But I do also think that, you know, there are so many factoring companies out there right now that um, – that yeah, we're all just kind of maybe fighting to get customers. I don't yeah. know, um, but I I would say yeah that that um, right now I have seen a little bit more um, complaining. Um, I, I it might also just be due to the fact that I'll tell you right now what what I'm getting a lot of is you know my my loads aren't paying what they were paying you know especially if we compare it to last year this time right, right? Um, I'm not getting paid what I was getting paid and the truth is I really love you but so-and-so is offering me like a 1%, which is like a crazy low fee that I can't even compete with, you know? And my customers will say something like, but, you know, I, I really love you. You're great. I want to stay, but can you please help me with something, you know? And so right. people are right now are asking for more discounts. And I wouldn't say that it necessarily has to do with us. I just kind of think that because of, you know, it being a down market right now and, you know, carriers not being as profitable maybe as they're used to or would like to be, they're trying to also um, get better deals wherever they can. So I get it. You know, yeah, I get I it. I totally get it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I get it as well. And that's the thing with so many factors out there. And a couple of things about that. That's one of the reasons in our group, freight brokers and truck drivers, we have close to 16,000 members already in the last couple of years, two or three years. And now that's one reason why in the rules and another reason why I post approval on that we don't allow factoring companies to advertise their services. And that's for a couple of reasons. It has nothing to do with any affiliate deals on the backside. It has everything to do with there are so many factoring companies out in the space. If I don't know them, I can't vouch for them. Therefore, sure. I don't allow them to post on the group because I don't know if they're using our audience that we built up over the last few years to potentially spam them or scam them. And the sure. members we have in the drivers, I feel is my duty to not allow those types of companies in there, you know, to prevent possible spamming or scamming. And now, of course, I don't know all the factorings, but every factoring company who does join, I always have a conversation about them. A lot of times I ask you, what do you think? What is your, you know, what is your opinion, professional opinion about them? But another thing what I do is I Google search. Any factoring companies, I've been pitched, you know, when I worked on the carrier side, when I worked on the broker side, um, and now with my company, Freight Brand on the back side, I've been pitched by hundreds of factoring companies. I imagine. Tell me the same exact thing. It just, you know, mind blowing. And I always, and I always say the same thing, you know, if the reviews look good, if I can Google your company, look at reviews on BBB, maybe DAT, anywhere that I can find a forum by professional drivers rating this factoring company, I will make a decision there. But, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of people say, you know, I'm going to make up a factoring company. They say, you know, ABC factory company, they are bad. They suck. Don't use them. Well, to me, that kind of post or that negativity, I don't believe. Because it's almost it's the same thing when drivers say all brokers are bad. As it turns out, not all brokers are bad. Yeah, Just as not all factors are bad. And so... I, my biggest advice from talking with you the last few months just on factoring alone is do your research. But my favorite one that I hear you say a lot is do your own review. Type in the factoring company on Google, press enter, and read for yourself because no one's trying to persuade you one way or the other. They're just trying to tell you, look, here's from my experience. Here's what my clients are experiencing. You know, This is what I see on these reviews. Use it to make a better informed decision before you sign yourself away to a one-year contract that you may be locked into. And now, lastly, what I want to mention about the one-year contract, one thing that I do uh, like about your factoring company, and I know there's a ton of others out there like it, um, to me, they work in a, in a they operate uh, morally right, um, if you will, because when a carrier wants to get out of the contract, I feel your company amongst other companies in the space, they actually negotiate it out. I feel you don't sure. in a contract when they're not needed. And that's the biggest thing I dislike about a lot of factoring companies that are on my shady list. They <laughs> yeah. into a marriage when they simply want to get a divorce. And that's <laughs> yeah. more, if they want to divorce Sumar or your factoring company, you guys talk it out. You guys negotiate terms. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah, how yeah, it's totally. going to be. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, you know, I think that is, uh, you know, it's due to our owner, you know, our for our owner, it's really, really important for us to 
kind of stand by what we say. I mean, I, I think every business should work that way, you know, and for him, he says, I only want happy clients. And if they're not happy clients, why are we forcing them to stay? Let them go, let them go right. be happy, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, for us, that's definitely important. We don't try to be really strict. And like you said, there are a, a few other factors that are that way that um, do require, you know, like a, like 48 hour notice, sure. you give them 48 hour notice and boom, you're gone. Right. Uh, other ones are open contract and they require 30 day notice, but at least you can leave whenever, just give notice right. and in 30 days you can go, you know? Um, so there are definitely a lot of factoring companies out there uh, that are definitely reasonable. Um, I kind of wanted to go back to what you were saying a minute ago though, about the reviews, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. I, I'm not real sure why I didn't even touch on that when you asked me what I would recommend up front, but definitely yes, reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I, I always tell people, like you said, is, you know, people will ask me about other factors and I'll only tell them what I know to be true, right? Or, or what other carriers have told me they've experienced. But I always say, but don't believe me. Do not believe me. Please Google them. Google right. them. Go on their Facebook page. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of resources, like you said. And, and, and the truth is, with today's technology, like all that information is literally at your fingertips. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes if you are, you know, stuck at the shippers or the receivers for what, one to two hours at a time, you know, and you're shopping for factoring, that is the perfect time to do your research. Mm-hmm. You know, you got some downtime, get on there and start looking around, you know, Google, yeah. Facebook. I mean, there's a lot. Um, ripoff report. I mean, there's a lot of other places. The BBB, the BBB is a a very, definitely a very reputable, uh, you know, source for you to go to. Um, but yeah, definitely. I want to agree with what Craig said earlier because, you know, um, what I would say is it's more important, you know, to believe what you're reading from your fellow truck drivers. That's why I tell people, do not believe me. I don't have a trucking company. I've never ran a trucking company. I mean, of course, I feel like I know quite a bit about the industry because I've been doing Mm -hmm. this for 13 years, right? I mean, I have hundreds. I've probably spoken to thousands of truck drivers and worked with hundreds of them, okay, me personally. Um, and, And so the truth is, though, I, I don't know how to drive a truck or the types of things. I, I mean, just from hearing about it, I, you know, I can kind of have an idea of what you guys are going through out on the road. But the truth is, I'd say that the best thing for you to do is for you to, you know, Google and for you guys to look for that information, kind of like what Craig said, uh, because the information that you're reading there is from truck drivers and trucking company owners just like you. Exactly. That Managing their businesses very similar to the way you are, working with the brokers, facing the same challenges, having the same expectations for their businesses, you know, having the same cash flow issues, um, needing fuel advances. Again, they're very similar. And so I would say that your best bet is to take the advice of what people like you are posting. And I like that. You know, once upon a time, way back in the day, I used to work for Apple. Everybody knows who Apple is. And one of the biggest thing Apple was all about is reviews. They actually almost required each person who's employed by Apple to receive a certain number of reviews per week. And their argument was this. If the service is really great, people review. If the service is really bad, people review. That's absolutely right. no in between. And so I say that because if you're searching for a factory company, let's say ABC Factoring, and they have a high volume of negative reviews, you need to use that as you know ammo for you to make a better informed decision because you can bring up a high volume or high concentrated negative reviews to that particular factor's account representative, and they would tell you everything under the sun, how those 
reviews are actually false or they're being misrepresented, misrepresentative. But you have to ask yourself, there's so many people posting negative reviews, something in there must be true. And now real quick on that statement, this is for the drivers, for the carriers out there. You know, as I just said, people either review if the service is really good or review if the service is really bad, no in between. I ask this, if you get receive great service from a broker, you know, review them, but also ask them to review you as well on the DAT directory, maybe truckstop.com directory, anywhere you can leave a positive review, leave it, but also ask the people you work with to leave a positive review about your company as well. Because as we just mentioned, people look for it. I read reviews, Jessica clearly read reviews. We tell people read reviews because as she mentioned, these are real people doing the exact same job as you are doing. And those are the people I trust when I'm trying to make a determination of who I want to use um, or who I want to